Welcome back to another episode of Exploring 616. I am the, as usual, Marvel expert. Not really. Ryan. Yeah, yeah you're really not. And I'm here with the Marble, the, not Marble, <laughs> with the Marvel <coughs> noob, Carissa. Yep. And today, we read a very, very special comic book issue. We read Infinity Gauntlet number one. And there's actually three reasons I chose this comic book. One, because obviously, what was it, last year Endgame came out? I guess. It was in the last year or two. Infinity War and Endgame came out and was based off of. Not no, it just. Was technically, the, it was technically two years ago, Ryan. Well, whatever. Based, it was based not just this issue, but the entire series. Um, but obviously, we're not going to sit down and read the entire series. But that was one reason. Um, two is because the writer, the, the, the author of this particular issue, is one of my all-time favorite comic book writers, Jim Starling. He, he's written a lot of quote-unquote cosmic stories. He wrote a lot for the Silver Surfer. He wrote for Doctor Strange. Um, he's one of my favorite writers. Um, and you can probably see why just from reading that. I thought it was done really well. And three is this comic book introduces you to the character Mephisto. Obviously, this isn't Mephisto. Is that the red guy? Yeah. This isn't Mephisto's first appearance. But I figured it was nice because my theory... And I guess I should say spoiler, even though this isn't confirmed, this is just my thoughts. I think Mephisto is going to be the big bad guy for the upcoming Marvel movies. So, it gave you a little taste of Mephisto, right? Yeah. So, do you want to elaborate on what happened? You already know, you're the geek, you do it. Well, you read the same thing. You yeah, but I you think it would be more interesting no, to hear from no. your perspective. No, I'm not. What it was about. No, you. This is your thing. Okay. Well, <clears throat> the thing about events goes into a whole three-hour rant. Yeah. Because you're a comic book geek. The thing about events in Marvel is there's the main event, which would be Infinity Gauntlet one through I think six, right? There's issues that happen in between. Like, there'll be amazing issues of Amazing Spider-Man, issues of Avengers, issues of Fantastic Four, issues of Silver Surfer, whatever, that take place during all of this and kind of show things from their perspective. There's issues that take place beforehand that show everything leading up to it, and there's issues that take place after, showing the aftermath. You know what I mean? So, if you want to see him acquire the... In the movies, they're Infinity Stones. In comic books, they're Infinity Gems. There's a difference. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you... <laughs> anyway, if you want to see him acquire the Infinity Gems, though that happened, I want to say, in the Silver Surfer comics leading up to this. So in Infinity Gauntlet number one, he already has all six Infinity Gems in the gauntlet. Sorry, got him. And uh, it basically opens up with him 
bragging, basically saying, like, I am literally God with these gems. I can do whatever I want. And he's even saying, like, <clears throat> I can't even make a mistake. Because if I do something and I don't like it, I can undo it. You know, he, 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 he can do whatever he wants. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, Mephisto, um, being that kind of sleazy snake that he is, is sucking up to Thanos because he knows he has this unlimited power. And Mephisto's thing is, anybody that's more powerful than him, he's going to kind of try to get on their good side. You know what I mean? That That's his thing. Um, and you also see, it kind of cuts back and forth between what's happening with Thanos, what's happening with the Silver Surfer, what's happening in the rest of the world. It cuts to Silver Surfer, who's crashing, he crashes through um, Doctor Strange's uh, I want to say his house is called the Sanctum Sanctorum. I don't remember. But he crashes through there. In the movie, it was Hulk. But in the comics, it was Silver Surfer. What? Keep going. So, okay. So, crashes through the ceiling. Tells him, hey, Thanos is coming. Um, and then you see Thanos become the ultimate simp. He's simping hard for death. And like all Gen Zs and Millennials? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, when I say uh, for death, in, in the Marvel Universe, death is a physical embodiment. Um, she's a woman in, in Marvel Comics. Um, and she is quite literally death. And... Thanos being, you know, this destructive warlord loves death. You know, he straight up says, you know, he spends his entire life either dishing out death or worshipping her. Well, you say that weird. Worshipping. War whatever. Worshipping. War whatever. Worshipping <laughs> her. Right? And she wants nothing to do with him. Like, I don't blame her. He is, I mean, going above and beyond to do everything he can for her. And she won't even speak to him. She won't even give him a word. And he gets so frustrated that he says, you know what? Because you are death, right? And I guess um, in a past comic book, she had complained that more people were alive on Earth than had ever died. In all of history. And I could be wrong, but I actually want to say that's a true fact. That there's more people alive today than have ever actually died. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's true. Or if that's just Marvel BS. But, she's basically saying, you know, more people are alive than have ever died. And he's like, well then I'll give you what I want. Or what you want. I will eliminate half the population. Not just of Earth, but everywhere. Half of every living thing gone and that's one of the differences in the movie whether he's crazy evil whatever he has somewhat noble purposes he's he's doing what he's doing for a selfless reason he genuinely believes that there's not enough resources in the universe and that population is growing too fast for those resources to sustain life 
So he believes that he's actually doing the universe a favor by eliminating half of them so that the other half can thrive, right? Again, you can say he was crazy, evil, whatever. He still did it for selfless reasons. In the comics, he was just straight up, I'll just say, he was horny for death. Uh, the physical female embodiment of death. He wanted her. So in order to get her, he tried killing... Not tried. He killed half the population of the entire universe. And spoiler alert, even that didn't work. It didn't show in this issue, but I've read the whole series. Even in the next issue, she's not impressed. Because it has nothing to do with what he did. It's just him as a guy. She's just not into him. Doesn't want him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't take that very well. But yeah, you also see before he wipes out half the universe, um, he summons Nebula uh, in the movies. That's his adopted daughter. In the comic books, she's his adopted granddaughter. A little different there. And he, he summons her and he... The way he makes her appear is she is halfway between life and death. She's a rotting corpse, you know, right on the edge of death, but she won't die. And he won't let her die. And that was his first sacrifice to death. And she's still like, meh, not into it. Won't even look at him, won't even talk to him, you know. And then that's when he's like, you know what, I'm just going to kill half of everybody. And then you kind of see uh, some of the main heroes reacting to that. Spider-Man, um, he's hanging out in Times Square. He sees half the people down there just disappear. Uh, Captain America is in the uh, Avengers headquarters. And he sees Hawkeye and this other chick who I don't know who she is. Don't remember what her name is. Me they, neither. They I thought disappear. you would have known, Ryan. No, no, no. They disappear. Um, then you'll see, like, oh, what I also thought was interesting. Uh, you see the scrolls have their people disappeared, and they blame the Kree, which, for those of you who don't know, they're sworn enemies. They are, yes. They're in the movies, uh, the scroll and the Kree. The best way to describe the scroll and the, the Kree. The scrolls are sexy. The best way to, de- <laughs> to describe the scroll and the Kree. Is they are Marvel comic books, Israel and Palestine. They've been warring for centuries, and they're gonna continue warring for centuries. It's not gonna stop. They hate each other. It's just for almost all of Marvel history, the Skrull and the Kree have been at war. That's just the way it is. But the Skrull think the Kree killed everybody. And what's interesting is. Hulk is sitting in a bar, and um, at this point in comic books, he's Professor Hulk. He has Bruce Banner's intelligence. He's sitting in a bar, and he hears about it, <coughs> and he thinks Abomination did it, which I think is really weird. Abomination was a stupid villain for him. Well, he, not in the comics. you got to read the comics. He's better in okay, the Okay, well, comics. in the movie, he was stupid. Well, yeah, but, but it's like... How that kind, that's a little self-centered that he thinks it's his villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just thinking that like you, you just, there's more, and that's another thing I never understood about comic books is why are some villains, especially in a universe where they all live in the same universe, why are some villains dedicated to some heroes? 
And you see some crossover, like the Avengers sometimes will fight Doctor Doom. Yeah. Spider-Man will fight Doctor Doom. But then, like, like, okay, the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man and Avengers are all located in New York City, right? So why is it that when Green Goblin is going around killing people, the only person that gives a crap is Spider-Man? You don't see Fantastic Four going after the Green Goblin. You don't see the Avengers going after the Green Goblin. They're like, nah, that's Spider-Man's job. Um, we'll let him deal well, with it. Well, wouldn't it be because it's Harry's dad? It has nothing to do with that. The fact is... It's Harry's uh, dad. Even that! Okay, there's this goblin guy flying around killing people. Oh, well, that's actually Spider-Man's friend's dad, so we're going to let him handle <laughs> that. I don't know where he's at, but uh, we'll just let this goblin guy continue killing people until Spider-Man gets here. No! That's ridiculous! Like, okay, last week we read uh, Marvel. It was last week, right? Yeah. And they're showing Galactus invading the planet. And I feel like they gave a BS excuse for why the Avengers didn't get involved. But you literally have this planetary, or, or this cosmic planet-destroying being come to, come to Earth, come to New York City where 50% of the superheroes live in New York City. And the only people that decide to show up are the Fantastic Four. That's it. You would think the rest of them, at and least they're, they're something very, like that, would give a crap. They're not very fantastic, Ryan. They, they are, but nah. you're ignorant. What? No. You're going off the movies. I'm going off the movies. But, okay, the whole the, this whole tangent, because of Hulk and Abomination. <laughs> yeah, like, like why, you Ryan, don't, you have an aneurysm now? You, you don't need to assign yourself to one villain. Like, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Poor Ryan. But do you understand where I'm coming yes, from? Yes, I understand where I'm coming from. Like, when Galactus, corny comes, when Galactus comes to town, I'm just picturing, like, Iron Man just chilling on the couch, like, ugh. Not my problem. Oh, the Fantastic Four handle this one. Oh, the Fantastic Four just got their butts kicked. Oh, well. Guess we're all gonna die. Like, what? Anyway. And yeah, yeah. For Hulk to to, to be so... What was the word you used? Because it was perfect. Uh, I don't know what I said. Maybe like self-centered. Maybe self-centered. Whatever. We'll, we'll go with maybe, that. Maybe a little narcissistic. Yeah, to think, oh, half of what, half of all life in the entire freaking universe existed... Oh, that's this one dude that I've been dealing with. Oh, it's him. You know, like, what? Yeah. That's like, that's like, okay. Let's say there's a guy at work that I really don't like. Yeah. Right? And I hear that. Time to explode. Just kidding. <laughs> and I hear that. I'm, I'm trying to give an example that's not going to get me put on some, like, NSA watch list. What? Because I was going to say, like. I don't want to say it on a podcast. I'm going to have CIA <laughs> at my door. Whatever. It's hypothetical. Let's say somebody shoots the president, right? That would be like me saying, oh, it's that guy at work that I don't like. It was him 100%. <laughs> no! There's a lot of people in the world. Yeah. And in this case, there's a lot of people in the universe. Yeah. Hulk. What an abomination. Why the hell would you even think that? Anyway. Wow, whoever wrote this comic needs a spanking because Ryan's really No, triggered. Jim Starling is great. You literally talked about but, how great he is and I 
bitching and complaining about. No, I, I'm, I'm not complaining about. You're having an aneurysm. I'm not complaining about Jim. I'm complaining about Hulk. You're having a mental breakdown. Hulk, you're not that important. Your villains are not always the cause of the problem. And this, I think goes, you out, have, I think and you this have, goes out to everybody listening to this podcast. The people in your life that you don't like are not the cause of all of your problems. Sometimes you are the cause of your problems. Well, actually, Ryan, depending on how big of a situation it is, maybe the person is. You are the cause of your problems. <laughs> oh, I love So, Ray- anyway. Okay, so all the heroes react. I think you have oh, a little no. inferior. 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 What? I can't stop laughing. I think you feel a little inferior compared to Hulk, Ryan. Why? Because he's got a big green dong. <laughs> I mean, mine's not big, but it's still green. Ryan, okay, stop. Get that stop. checked out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, all the heroes react, right? Oh no, half of everybody's gone. What are we gonna do? And you are probably confused. I was very confused. About the whole thing, or just what I'm alluding to? <laughs> the only part that I left out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain what I think you're confused about, and then if that's not it, you can tell me what you're still confused about. What you are probably confused about is those three people that are talking about how they robbed a liquor store. Yeah, I was and, confused about that. And then they died, but then they wake up as someone else. Yeah, and then when the guy's like, oh, he turned green, and she's yep. like, how wonderful. Yes. Like, what the hell? Okay, so do you remember when Silver Surfer was telling Doctor Strange that he was in... The soul gem, and he was in the soul world. In that comic book, he said that? He told Doctor yeah. Strange? Okay. In the soul world, he was, it was Silver Surfer. He was there with Pip the Troll, um, Gamora, and Adam Warlock. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember how. I think they explained in another comic book how to get out of the soul world. But they come out of the soul world and they have to be transferred into new bodies. So these three people that just died because the guy was drunk driving, assumedly. I mean, it says that they just got out of the bar, right? And he ends up taking the car off the cliff. All three of them die. Adam Warlock, Pip Patrol, and Gamora, their soul ends up in these people's bodies. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. That's why when the woman, or when Pip, or when the short chubby guy, who's now Pip the Troll, tells the girl, oh, you're turning green, she's like, oh, great, because she's green, she's Gamora. She's, her body's changing back to her original form, right? Yeah. So that's who those three people are, and the reason, I know it really feels kind of shoehorned into this, but if you read the entire story... The reason they're introducing them is because, and again, they did this completely different in the movies, but in this series, Adam Warlock is the one who confronts Thanos and defeats him. So that's why they introduce him. What, what is that? What's this? Where the hell is he? Nobody. Space Jesus. Nobody. Adam Warlock is Space Jesus. Uh-huh. No. That's why, like, that's why he's not in... If you read the first... Adam Warlock series. 
I, I told you about this, but I'll briefly you did. I'll like briefly you, describe it. Just like you told it. me about this comic book a while ago, like a year ago. What this one? We're talking about now. Yeah, you told me about the whole him being in love with death and everything, oh, and yeah. rejecting him. Well, anyway, I'm gonna briefly describe to our and audience. It reminded me of me and you. Why Adam Warlock is Space Jesus? Because it's great. The first series that Adam Warlock shows up in. I want to say it's six issues. Um. The, the entire story parallels the gospel in the Bible, right? It's literally like... I'm trying, trying to remember. Adam Warlock meets this guy who literally created a parallel world, right? Parallel Earth. He created this world because he saw that the Earth was so violent and so evil... He created a new world where they would be pure, they wouldn't have violence, they wouldn't have evil, right? Well, this other little dude that this guy created didn't like that he made this new world, didn't like that all of his attention was going to this new world. So this little guy, or big guy, whatever, went down to this world and taught this earth to be evil, to be violent, right? Yeah, you should already be seeing the parallels here. Yes, Ryan. So, Adam Warlock decides, I'm not going to let this happen. He goes down to the earth, lives amongst them, even has disciple, quote-unquote disciple, that follow him along, follow him along, listen to his teachings. Um, this guy that hates the creator even confronts Adam Warlock, basically tells him, look, you know, if you just go away, get out of here, you know, leave me alone, whatever. Uh, and I'm probably butchering this. It's been a while. But he says, like, I'll give you all this power. I'll give you all, you know, whatever. And Adam's like, no, dude, screw you. I came here to save this world. And this evil guy and Adam Warlock end up fighting. The evil guy kills Adam Warlock. But then he comes back to life, and he's stronger, and he beats the devil guy, and everybody's um, uh, saved, and it's literally like space Jesus. That whole story is Jesus in space, essentially. You could have just said he was like space Jesus and left it at that, Ryan. Well, I had to explain how. Yeah. Because people say Obi-Wan Kenobi space Jesus just because he has a beard and long hair. Adam Warlock is space Jesus. But that was... And because he has a higher ground. Right? Early... No. <laughs> that was his early appearance. This is after all of that. When he confronts Thanos. Right. Yeah. So, overall, what did you think? I, I feel like, not, not to interrupt after I literally just asked you a question, but I think this is probably the longest comic we've read on this podcast. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Well, here's what I gotta say. First okay. of all, first half of it is stupid. What? What are you talking about? What? <laughs> I only like the second half when he snaps and then they're everyone's reacting to it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't care for the first half. I thought it was confusing. I didn't even recognize half the people. What do you mean it's confusing? It's just weird. And you know most of those people. Ryan. You know Thanos. No, you know no, Doctor wait, Strange. Can I, can I speak? Did you know Silver thank, Surfer? Thank you, pal. Let me speak, Sausage Boy. Anyway... No, as soon as it started, I'm like, okay, this is probably where 
um, MCU got their inspiration for Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, who's this random corny-looking red guy? And What's just nothing, nothing, nothing is even. Isn't the Hulk supposed to come through the building? Like what? Doesn't the Hulk come through the hole? Start make the hole in the building. That was the movie. Yeah. Well, they changed they had it some weird, some weird, the creepy-looking guy. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, because Marvel Studios doesn't have the right or didn't have the rights to the Silver Surfer when they made that movie. Yeah, well, and then what else? Let's see. And the Silver Surfer is the right way, not Hulk. Okay, well, nothing's nothing was like the movie, and it was just confused. Because uh, okay, for one, <laughs> just to make this clear, okay. No, because this is actually important. That's something our audience. Our three people <laughs> should know. There's a difference between novels that are turned into movies and comic books that are turned into movies. Okay. I understand why no, they have more on, flexibility. Me, yeah, yeah. Novels that are turned into movies, they usually are. Some take more liberties, but try to say, okay, this is the story. This is what happens. Let's turn it into a movie. Comic books, it's like, hey. These people did this thing, and even then they just change most of it. You know what I mean? They, they take the bare bones skeleton and then just kind of do their own thing. And we saw that with Civil War, which again was bare bones skeleton, similar to what happened in the comic books, but not nearly as in-depth as what happened in the comic books. Um, again, with Infinity Gauntlet, Bare bones, snap, people disappeared, whatever. Ended up changing a lot more of that. Clearly. Like, the whole time... If they like, would have made the movie like the comic, then it would have been ten times worse. If that was the case, there'd be no time travel. They didn't... In the comic books, they didn't solve any of it with time travel. That They they made all that up. Because in the movies, Thanos destroyed the Infinity Stone. I know. In the comics, Thanos is so power-hungry, he would never do that. Yeah, which is I, why would you go live on a farm? Yeah, so they actually, but I can understand why because in the comic books, actually I'm gonna explain how they defeat Thanos in this series because interesting because they don't just wrestle the gauntlet out of his hand, right? That'd be too easy. I feel like you already know what happens. Do wait? Don't they use death to distract him? No, they essentially, um. And again, I could be butchering this. I could be confusing this with another comic. I know you told me about this But if I remember correctly, they basically decide we cannot physically take the gauntlet from him. He's way too powerful, but he has to have a weakness. And they decide that his one weakness is death. No, no, no. It's actually his ego. His ego is his weakness. I don't remember who it is. But someone tells him, oh, you think you're a god. Well, you're not a god. So it's basically like... God, because they tell him, God... It's like it. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's not, no, it's not that they bully him to death. Oh, no. You literally just they, said that his ego and they tell him he's not a god. Yeah, you didn't let me finish. So it's like it. No, they did not bully him to death. Uh-huh. They tell him, you think you're a god, but you're not a god. Because God doesn't need a body. God is everywhere all at once. God is... The universe. So they're all Christians. No, no. And he's like, you're right. If I'm so powerful, 
I shouldn't limit myself to this body. Oh, so they just do a so grand Thanos, trickery. Thanos literally takes it off and no, they no, snatch no, it from no, 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 no. Thanos literally becomes the entire universe. The universe is Thanos. But because Thanos no longer has a physical form, the gauntlet is no longer attached to him. And it's actually Nebula, while she's still like a half-decaying corpse, she's the one that snatches up the gauntlet and uh, ends up defeating him. He's no longer all-powerful. Now she is. The only problem so with that... So it's like it. The only problem... No, it's not yeah, like it. Yeah, because they bully him to make him chained. Whatever. The only problem with Nebula now having the gauntlet is Nebula's a little unhinged herself. Because she's pretty pissed that she spent however long as a living corpse. So she's only a little better to have the gauntlet, but still not great. So they end up having to fight her and get the gauntlet from her. And uh, I don't remember how they get it from her. But then Adam. That's like taking candy from a kid. What are you talking about? She's already half dead. No, 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 no. Once she has the gauntlet, she restores herself. Oh. Once she has the gauntlet, she's okay, all powerful. Okay, she's a weak woman. She's all powerful. She's a weak woman. Not so when she's got the gauntlet. And even before she has the gauntlet. Like, when, yeah, when she's a corpse. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, Once she has the gauntlet, I mean, she's unstoppable, just like Thanos was. I don't remember how they get the gauntlet from her. They probably bully her. No. But then Adam Warlock snatches it up, and then he, because he's good, he's space Jesus, he doesn't do anything with it. And then that actually follows up the next event, which is Infinity Watch, I think. Which is him guarding the Infinity Stones, making sure, you know, no nothing happens to him. He's got the gauntlet, whatever. That one's not as famous. That one won't be turned into a movie. It sucks. But, uh, actually I can't say that it sucks. I never read it. But I know the basic premise. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah that's it. Well, no, it's not. Well, what other notes do you that, have? That's it. That's Those are all your notes? Yes. You only read off one point. I read off all the points, bro. Let me see that. No, don't be looking at my doodles. Whatever, whatever. You're just embarrassed because you didn't get it. Didn't get what? I got it clear you as day. You were confused. You feel you said, inferior to no, Hulk and no. they were inspired by you it. You were like, I was confused by the first half. I didn't even know who those people were. Um, You didn't even know who that one chick was. Yeah, the one chick. I pretty much knew who everyone else was. Yeah, well, sorry I didn't devote my life to being a geek. I have nothing to do with that. You do know most of the characters from the first half, okay? I'll give it to you. You don't know Mephisto. Yeah, he's corny. Anyway, you don't know Mephisto. So are they really going to make a corny? They're probably going to change him so much if they make him in the next phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. They will, they will. I mean, a lot of these characters started out corny and then they made him better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, you know from the first half. Obviously, you know Thanos. You understand what the Infinity, Gaunt- Infinity <laughs> Gauntlet is and the Infinity Gems. Gems! <laughs> yeah, in the comics, they're Infinity Gems, not Infinity Stones. I think they're kind of There's the a difference. Thing. In fact, before this event, they were called the Soul Gems. But then it didn't make sense because one of them is the Soul Gem. Like there's the Time Gem, Mind Gem. Soul gem, you can't call them all soul gems if one of them is a soul gem. So then they kind of changed it so now they're infinity gems. But then in the movie, they're infinity stones. Which is bullshit, because in the movie, one of them isn't even a stone. The red one in the movie is a liquid, not a stone. Right. It's it's okay. But then somehow Thanos turns it into a stone, 
Zach, where was... We need to get you some therapy. That was the reason. We need to get you some therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did he turn... So you can recover from... Hulk it doesn't show so him. It doesn't show him in the movie in Infinity War. It doesn't show him put the reality quote unquote stone. It's not a stone into the gauntlet. Yeah, it's show a him do it. No, in the movie, remember the reality, right, the red I, it's been a, it's is been the a aether. It's a liquid. So how did he turn the aether? Into a stone. Actually, pretty easy, Ryan. All you gotta do is put it into a mold and let it harden. But at what temperature? Ryan! Does, at what temperature does Aether freeze? He probably asked that doctor dude from... What doctor dude? From Thor. What? That doctor dude from Thor. One of the... They said he went crazy or whatever. What's his name? I don't remember his name. Probably Where? David or something. Uh, <laughs> probably David. I don't know. I just felt like his name was David. He looks like a David. I don't remember what his name is. I'm picturing him in my mind. He's, um, Ryan, it's all connected. What? They had to bully him, like an it, and that guy, the, the doctor dude from Thor, he's the father of the guy from it. Whatever. It's all connected. Whatever. In no, 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 no. So, what, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. What temperature does the Aether freeze? What temperature does it solidify? Because he would have had to maintain that temperature the entire time he had the gauntlet on. Unless at that point, because now he's in control of reality, he can just make reality say, oh, this thing just stinks. That's probably long. what happened, Ryan. No, I I'm think probably you're, overthinking you're, yeah, it. Yeah, I was just saying, you're overthinking it, buddy. Whatever. Why did they make it liquid in the first place? They knew where they were going with Ryan, it. They knew I that was going to be the reality stone. They so just I wanted to get under your skin. Why make it liquid in the first place? It's dumb. It doesn't make sense. It's Bad. It's just bad. And another thing. Oh, God. In the movie, the space stone is in the cosmic cube. In the comics. It's in a cosmic sphere! No! <laughs> in the comics, the space stone and the cosmic cube have nothing to do with each other. Nothing. Nothing to do with each other. But yeah, that's, that's a thing. I mean, no, I get it. I get that. I do get now the the liquid. No, 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 no. But the cosmic cube and the space stone, I do get because in the comic books, you have as of right now like sixty years of history that you can fit those two separate things and make them both work respectively. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the movies, they only have so many movies, only so many years. There's, in fact, I was actually talking to my. Uh, one of my coworkers today about this, um, about how when certain things don't happen in the movie the way they happen in the comic books, and that exact thing, you know, in comic books you have a lot more time to build up backstories and explain things. I mean, you literally have years of books to establish certain things, whereas in a movie, either you only have two hours, or I mean, even if it's like the Marvel movies where it's multiple multiple movies that all tie in together. You can only establish so much in those movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to say, okay, we're telling a two-hour story. What is the most feasible way of getting this point across without taking up half the movie just to explain how it happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to say, this is how it happened in this movie. Deal with it. Like, for example, 
Hulk crashing through the Sanctum Sanctorum. Hulk smashing through Doctor Strange's house instead of Silver Surfer. Wouldn't make sense for them to introduce a brand new character and then all of a sudden, boom, he's important. You know what I mean? Boom, he knows Doctor Strange. You know, you just work with what you got. Tell the story in the way that makes sense to the story you've already established. Does that make sense? Yes, Do you right. know what I mean? I think so I... to all you Marvel fanboys that are like, actually, that's not how it happened in the comic books. You have to... Don't burp. Don't burp. <laughs> Can't help it. You have to understand that they're telling the story with what they have. They don't have 60 years worth of movies to get every detail right. They just don't. They should have had Hulk think it was Abomination. No. That wouldn't even make sense because at this point in the Marvel movies, Abomination has been gone for like, what, 10 years? They should have done it, Beebs, just to trigger you. Oh, that would have been so dumb. Like, literally, <laughs> Abomination hasn't even been a thing for 10 years. Hulk sees Thanos didn't with his he, own eyes. Didn't he only come in that movie, like, the last 10 minutes? Um, the guy was in it for the whole movie, but yeah, he only became Abomination. I remember the little fight. Reminded me of War yeah, of the yeah. Monsters. No, it was good. I, that, honestly, that was the best portrayal of the Hulk's full-on rage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he was trying to tear Abomination limb from limb. He was trying to tear the guy's head right off his body. You don't really see that in movies. Which is another thing I discussed with my coworkers. You know, he, he would always talk about how they never show the Hulk's true potential. And I agree. But, from a storytelling purpose, an Avengers movie is not going to be interesting if they literally send the Hulk in and he kills everyone in five minutes. That's not a compelling story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, in order to have conflict, in order to have suspense, you kind of have to turn the dial down on some heroes and their powers. Just like with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch. In the comic books, she's ten times more powerful. But again, if she could make all the villains disappear with a snap of her fingers, there's no movie. You know? There's no story. So, we're going on a tangent now. That's my thoughts. you have any more thoughts? No. No? That was, that was <laughs> very like... Oh, I was pretending I was uh, in, in, in a courtroom speaking. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, that was Infinity Gauntlet number one. Oh, and there's another thing, too. Uh, while we're on rabbit trails. The movie was called Infinity War. And there is an Infinity War series or event in Marvel Comics. But the Infinity War movie was based on Infinity uh, Gauntlet. Stop perfect. I can't help it. You know I'm good. You can do it quietly, not directly in the microphone. I'm not doing it directly. You might as well be. Anyway, the Infinity War movie was not based on... The Infinity War comic book. It was based on the Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Where they called it Infinity War instead of Infinity Gauntlet. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I mean. I feel like it would have been weird to call it Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. But I feel like that also could have probably worked. I don't but think I don't it's know, that big whatever. of a deal, Ryan. It's really it, not that big of a deal. It is deal. to me. 
It is for me. Yeah. So that was. Oh, also, okay, real quick before we log off, what do you think of Jim Starling? Like the writing, the the writing itself, Jim Starling's writing, because I love his stories. Nothing special. What? <laughs> Jim Starling's fantastic. I read a Silver Surfer comic book that he wrote. That the entire issue, it wasn't just part, the entire issue. And it just changed your whole perspective on life. No, no, no. The entire issue was Silver Surfer applying for jobs. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, they weren't even like cool, like superhero jobs. No, they were just jobs. Like warehouse jobs. You know, manual labor jobs. It wasn't even him doing the job. It was him applying for the jobs. 30 pages of Silver Surfer applying for manual labor jobs. That was the most jobs. entertaining thing you've ever read. I was actually extremely engaged for all 30 pages. Just because his writing is that amazing. He does such a good job of getting in the characters' heads. And, I mean, just... It's hard to put into words, but he is my favorite Marvel writer. Maybe not so true, Leaves. What do you mean? The whole Hulk thing? Who you talk? Whatever. My grievance with that is with the Hulk, <laughs> not Jim. Okay. Okay. Maybe he knew Hulk's a big dumbo. And he's, I don't know. Hulk, you got some issues. He's a doctor. How is he a dumbo? Or, yeah, he's a doctor, right? Yeah, he's a scientist. I guess scientist. I, guess I don't he's know. A do- I guess he is a doctor. I don't know. If, I just they call, call him Doctor Banner. Well, yeah, I wasn't sure if he's actually. Technically he's not. A, he's not a medicine doctor, but he's a doctor. Yeah, I know. There's different kinds of students. Yeah, I know that. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're not telling me anything. <laughs> really? Because I feel like just a week ago we had this conversation. We were like, he's not an actual doctor, and I was like, you don't have to be a medicine doctor <laughs> to be a doctor. There's all kinds of doctors. Anyway, <laughs> where are you? 40 minutes in. This is our longest episode yet. I don't even know if anybody's going to listen to the whole 40 minutes. Something we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Unless you have any final thoughts. Not really. Final things to say? Nope. How would you rate this comic? Let's say 0 to 10 stars. Probably a 5. What? Yeah. 5 stars? Yeah. Why? Just 5. You're weird. Would okay out of all the comics that we've read so far. Oh, bees. I know there's been a few. I don't know if I can choose. You don't know which one your bee favorite. I mean, if I'm actually going by something that. No, I would probably choose Deadpool just because it's more my sense of humor and it's just easier to read. And that wasn't even a good Deadpool comic. That was like a weird one. Just in general, comic books are too corny for me. You're corny. You're corny. We're gonna find some good comics that you'll enjoy. Yeah, we'll see about We'll that. get you reading some Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Some Howard the Duck. Some She-Hulk. And you'll enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe some Deadpool, too. We'll get some Deadpool in there. Yeah. So, if you are following this, um, let us know what you want us to read next. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and also, I just did a little experiment today. I googled... Exploring the 616, and we are the first few results. So, yay us. <laughs> so, if you want to Google us, like Google Exploring the 616, we'll be right there at the top, right at the tippy top. So, um, oh, you can also 
email us at exploring the six one six. Email us and bully at, Ryan. No, no, no. You can email us at exploring the six one six at gmail dot com, and uh, let us know what you think. If you got any, please bully po- Ryan. If you got any positive reviews, if you have any criticism, um, if you have any suggestions for what we should read in the future, let us know. So with that said, we're about forty five minutes in. I think we're gonna wrap it up. Adios, and we'll see you next week.